It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With Pat. Uh, and people want to hate on him, but like, Matt Ryan was a generational talent. Like, say what you want. Oh, oh. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history away from being Super Bowl champion, Matt Ryan, too. Brando. Hey, Pat, would you say Drew Brees or Matt Ryan is generational? Both. Both have MVPs. And John. Pat, I have a question right. for you. Is Cam Newton a generational talent? I mean, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, yes. No, I, it hurts me to say no. this. Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. He has a Super Bowl MVP. Look, look at your, the stats. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I were like, Joe, Joe Flacco elite. On Buffalo Rumblings. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with the full crew. we got Pat and Brando in here representing all the way through the offseason. I feel like we've done pretty good so far. Only... Only having what two episodes where where somebody had to miss here, and it's yeah. it's yeah. deep July. You know the part of the off season where you know people who do it year round and cover the Bills take take some time off now, and uh, we're in this part of the off season where the Jets are leading headlines for all the wrong reasons. But <laughs> we're here for it. We got uh, we got good stuff to talk about always. So how are you guys doing? Do you guys enjoying the uh, the summer break? You know I love me some sunshine. It's been perfect weather just the last two days. Sorry, 75, 80, and sunny. Pat, I don't know what the weather's like out there, but yeah. uh, I think it's pier walk worthy if you're out well, on you the You know beach. I was on the pier today. Yeah. You, you already know. I got some tan lines for my sunglasses, honestly. What was that Jets headline? Was it... He was he was fooling around with Stefan Diggs, his father's best friend? Or oh. what was... Um, I, didn't, I guess I didn't hear the headline, but... Um. <laughs> All right. Well, we got some good stuff to talk about today besides uh, Zach Wilson and his uh, escapades. But uh, so today we're doing a little bit of continuation of our last episode. We talked about some Bills team props that we've got our eye on for this upcoming season when it comes to like record, division record, division finishing order, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this week we're going to talk some Bills props, individual player props, you know, passing yards, receiving yards, touchdowns, all that good stuff. So. Brandon, you're leading us through this one today. You got everything in front of you. Where are we, yes. where are we starting off? So the bills are loaded for like the fifth time in our lifetime. And it's amazing to be able to look at these numbers and be like, these are insane, but like totally doable. And we can make money on our team being so good. I love it. All right. That's I love it. So we have yeah. uh, props. We got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Uh, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, and Devin Singletary. We got numbers on. So we're going to start with, oh, captain, my captain, lead us to the promised land, Joshua Patrick Allen. Uh, passing yards over under 4,305. Last year, clocks in at 4,407. So, you know, I'm slamming the And over. that is, that is just regular season, correct? Correct. So that would be a that yeah. would be a statistical decrease from last year in terms of which average he decreased the year prior before too because two years ago he had forty five hundred they're expecting a hundred yard decrease I don't care man I'm hitting the over every time yeah starting us off with a softball softball all yeah. right okay uh, 
looking at the touchdown passes, this is interesting because Josh is also he's tied for first in the league with the highest number. Uh, quick trivia. Guess who he's tied with? Aaron Rodgers. No. Really? It's really? probably that uh, Matt Stafford. Nope. Well, oh, don't tell me Justin Herbert because this man just gets way too much. Nope. It's not a uh, it's not Mr. AARP down there in Tampa Bay, is it? If we weren't talking about the NFL, you'd have to be way more specific. It's not TB12. <laughs> it is TB12. Yes, but 35 and a half. You know what he had last year? 36. So, you know, that number is just going to go up. I would think so. I mean, unless we see some kind of crazy regression. Um, they had a lot of, I mean, that was a touchdown number in a year where they had the game that they had against the Jaguars. And he had a Falcons game. So what were what was his passing TDs from the year prior? Uh, 37. So he dropped one. And he had, okay. what, four more picks? Uh, he had 10 picks. But if you remember that 2020 season... Like six of those interceptions were like tip balls or like off a helmet or like not his fault. So that was like he had a really good streak going for a while and then they kind of stacked them on top of each other. But yeah, they're they're picking a regression of one touchdown. Over. Yeah. I mean, they they set it right so it's enticing, right? You know, the goal is to set the the threshold right at the 50%. Like there's 50. I mean, never is actually 50%. Is it a hot take to say Josh Allen will throw 40 touchdowns this year? I don't think so. He's got the wide receiver talent. Yeah. And, you know, they might be... James Cook could account for for some additional ones uh, for that because Devin Singletary didn't necessarily have many receiving touchdowns last year. Yeah, I don't think that that's how they want to use Devin Singletary, especially if they have a James Cook in lieu of that. Yeah. So... So you get 10 from Diggs, 10 from Davis, 10 from Knox, five from Crowder, two from Singletary, and four from Cook gets you to 42. I wasn't keeping I up maybe, on that math, but maybe I'll, you I'll, I'll trust like, you. Uh, I was. I got it. Kumaro, maybe Kumaro's in there with a nice TD. OJ Howard's yeah. probably going to have a TD or two. Yeah. Um, maybe so does Zach that number sound crazy? One. I don't think it sounds no. crazy. I mean, Matt Breida had three crazy. touchdowns <laughs> last year. So True. Like, right about that, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think that's crazy at all. Over. I like I said, I feel like all the Josh Allen props are softballs. Okay. Now, so honestly, honestly, at this part, you can I would even say you could parlay some of these things because if you know, if he like say he misses two games, he's gonna hit all the unders. So you might as well wrap all these props in <laughs> to yeah. one, you know. Well, but. this is a different one then because you probably wouldn't be able to parlay this, but the most NFL passing yards, Josh Allen to lead the league at plus one thousand. Oh, plus 1000 is enticing. I mean, there are, there are a lot of other guys who could do it. You know, Justin Herbert, probably, you know, even Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. or, I mean, you know, you got guys like, I mean, Deshaun Watson is probably not going to play at all, but he led the league in passing with a four and 12 team. So passing yards is kind of a weird thing where, you know, if, if you're leading the league, you're not necessarily the best team in the league, but that's true, because like Jay Cutler would always be leading the league in passing yards too, because he'd have like eighty yard drives that ended in picks, and then he'd have to like run it back and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon arm, Jay Cutler. Well, all right, then I would say that maybe, maybe a little sprinkle on that plus a thousand, put like yeah. five bucks on it to win fifty. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the rushing props are the ones that I like because Josh is a is a bull. Actually, well, he's a buffalo, but he hustles on the ground. Um, his touchdowns this year over over under six and a half, but in his career, 
He's never had less than six, and he had six last year. So he went six, eight, nine, eight. So I like the over on that one too. And the yards are 575, where he had a career high yeah, 763 last year. 763. Christ. I would take the over on the touchdowns, but the under on the yards. 575. They really like, as Josh's career pro- uh, progresses, they're going to try to save those runs for red zone only. Like, you know, when he really is that weapon and it, it's it's helping you. I mean, it helps you all over the field, right? But it's a risk reward, you know. Is it worth it to push it in for a touchdown or is it worth, you know, a possible injury on a scramble when you might not finish that drive anyway, you know, and you're playing the Jets and you're on the 40-yard line or something like that? An example, John, did you see on Twitter it was making its rounds of the picture of the Saints tackle on the Thanksgiving Day game towards Josh Allen's knee? And uh, the way that the helmet of the Saints player hit Josh's knee, Josh was like this far off the ground from his cleat being stuck and his knee bending. And it was already like 17, nothing or something like this. Like it was, it was late in the game and he led with his head and they're like, Josh's ACL was this far away from a catastrophic injury. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. And it's so funny because quarterbacks train for that. Like they actually mm -hmm. like, he's trying to leave the ground when he throws, like if somebody's coming. You know, yeah, nuts, which but is fascinating, anyway. but uh, also scary say, as hell. Scary, I'm hitting the don't, old want, don't want any Bernard Pollards out there. But <laughs> question for you, sir they yes. in some sports books let you go head to head with players. So if you had to go head to head with Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, passing or not passing, rushing yards and touchdowns, does Lamar oh. beat Josh both times? Yards, at least. Yeah, definitely what about touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Uh, he never really rushed. I don't think he's ever rushed for more than ten touchdowns in a season. Don't quote me on that, That's but I'm almost certain. But ten is uh, a lot. I mean, Josh, Josh's best season was ten. You said nine, nine. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I would take. Granted, Lamar has way less around him. I would take him just based on that. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, that's that's the Greg Roman effect again. <laughs> Yep. Yes. J.K. But, Dobbins, let's hope he, he steps up because I would be heartbroken if Lamar Jackson's career was ruined over some chubby guy that never played football higher than, you know, whatever, the varsity level. So <laughs> He only had two last year in 12 games. He had seven and seven previous two seasons and then five his rookie year. The years he had seven, he did go over a thousand yards rushing, though, as well. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. definitely the yards, but maybe not touchdowns necessarily. All right, what was the uh, the Ryan Tannehill over under touchdowns bonus quarterback prop? Twenty four. Lower. What? Don't disrespect a man like that. Lower. Um, I don't know. Well, he threw for what? Twenty one last year. Twenty one touchdowns. Fourteen picks. So I don't know. Maybe twenty one. Twenty. Twenty one's the number. Yeah. Ooh, under. Give me the under, under for sure. I would say without AJ Brown. pat just side-eyed the camera as long as he doesn't as long as he doesn't throw any of them against the bills that'll be okay well he had like a lot against the bills right he had three yeah Yeah. three touchdowns last year. yeah no if we're going to that game pat and he throws four touchdowns i'm gonna be sad so sad and what if steve (laughs) levy on the call calls ryan Tannehill, josh allen again that would be that would be the most depressing i was ready to flip my couch that was insane 
Yeah. Yeah. Steve Leagy, worst <laughs> SUNY Oswego graduate ever. Oh, well, not, welcome to not another negative podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're digging a hole for Steve Levy, but you know who's uh, building a mountain is Stefan Diggs. All right, let's let's hear his props. <laughs> I don't know what that transition was, but we're going to talk about Stefan no, Diggs. Right good, now. good. <laughs> uh, so this guy to lead the league in receiving yards plus fourteen hundred. Over under yards is twelve hundred and and a half. Touchdowns is eight and a half. And receptions, this is my favorite one, probably on the page, is receptions over under ninety nine point five. Yeah. So. so give me the give me the over on receptions easily, like you said. I don't love to lead the league in receiving yards. I feel like Josh to lead in passing yards at plus one thousand is a better bet than Stefan Diggs to lead the league in rushing yards. I wonder if you could parlay that. Probably not, but. And you said over under what, 1,400 yards or is it 1,200? 1,200. Well, he was at 1,200 last year, correct? Just over 12. And there was never, other than that Jets game where, you know, Mike White, whatever, his balloon was deflated. Was there really a game where Stefan really went off? And, you know what I mean? I don't think he had more than two 100-yard receiving games and still cracked the 1,200-yard mark. That's just consistency, right? And he's getting everybody's best coverage. So just based on that alone, I would take him over on that. Yeah. Maybe if they're in 11 personnel more this year, it'll give him a couple more open looks. You know, I think Gabe Davis will make enough noise with his size too, that they're going to have to, you're going to want to just double one of them. Somebody's going to have to get doubled. Yeah. Which is definitely out of those two is still going to be digs, but but we'll see. Let's hear, let's let's hear some more props here, Brando. All right. So we got, let's, we just talked about Gabe Davis a little here. So his prop to lead the league in yards, because you know, pigs can fly sometimes 3,300. Oh, I was going to guess 3,100. Yeah. 3,300 touchdowns, seven and a half over and under yards. I like this one too. Uh, 875 and a half over under is plus a hundred and 60 receptions. So I'm slamming the table for the yards on that one. How many touchdowns did he have last year? What, six? And then four? Well, the five game. in one game, right? Well, four in one four game. In one game. Yeah. I want to say it's six on the season, though. I'm almost certain. Uh, seven in 2020 and six last year. Yeah. Oh, give me the over in touchdowns. That's my favorite, even more than yards on that, because he's going to be getting a much larger target share than he did last year. And like that's his floor for this year, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, he'd I have also, to regress. He'd have to regress like cra- crazy and get injured not to reach that the same number that he did last year, right? I wouldn't necessarily take him on the on the receptions prop though, just because 60. he's he's only had thirty five. He has seventy total receptions in two years with the Bills. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's the type of dude too. Like, I mean, his rookie year he had seventeen yards per catch, and last year he had almost sixteen yards per catch. So, I remember a Jets game too this this past year where he had like I don't know one hundred and three, maybe one hundred and five yards on three receptions. So it's like I I don't necessarily think he's a high volume catches type dude. But if you're going that right, if he's if he's getting the same like yards per reception, and then his target share is like yeah. doubled then you might have a case for uh, being yeah, in the top yards. 10 in receiving yards in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the league. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like the, the way that that touchdown prop reads with like, you don't need any increase over last season and he's going to get twice as many targets. Like, yeah, I like that. Unless they just like 
absolutely love Dawson Knox and OJ Howard so much in the red zone that Gabe Davis doesn't get targets, but that's not going to be the case because Gabe's got the size and he's, he's always been a touchdown catcher. He is yeah. like, he's one of Justice's favorite red zone targets, but. And the thing is, like you just said, the bills in the red zone are almost unstoppable, right? All, every time they get in the red zone. But the thing about the bills is their red zones really like the 35 or the 30 because they have those plays that strike at 30 yards for a touchdown. I mean, you see, oh, yeah. and that's what Davis and Diggs are. They're excellent in that route running. There's just enough space, but it's a little bit tighter that their moves get them that little bit of wiggle room that Josh needs to thread the needle. So I think you're right. And that might even be like, if Davis does step it up in that area, you might see less than nine touchdowns for Knox. So let's go into Knox. Cause that's interesting because for him, like if Davis starts taking some of those 20 yard post routes to the house and scoring on them, Knox, his over under for touchdowns is six and a half yards at five fifty and receptions at 52. Um, so six and a half touchdowns. Yeah. If, if you think Davis is going to blow up on touchdowns, you might hit the under on that. But last year he was pretty good with the touchdown numbers. Will he have nine touchdowns, 10 touchdowns? Nine yeah, uh, yeah. Dawson Knox had ten last year, right? Or nine? It's one of the two. Which I mean, what's was it? Five touchdowns is the prop. Yeah, Over he had under. nine last year for five hundred and eighty-seven yards, nine touchdowns, uh, forty-nine receptions. So for him to get over five fifty would be consistent with the prior year. Six and a half. We're looking at touchdown regression. And uh, receptions would be an increase. So they think it's going to be more receptions, but less yards and less touchdowns, which is interesting. Yeah, I'll still take the over on touchdowns there. I mean, look the thing, you, you have a 33% like wiggle room there to regress from last year. Now, granted, he was catching touchdowns like crazy last year. Well, he like was always one of the best games. The first seven games, I feel like he caught a majority of his touchdowns before he, he wasn't the same player. Once he hurt his hand in Tennessee, really like those first four games, he probably had what six of them, five of yeah. them. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I love the yards or any of those other things. Cause yeah, but touchdowns, I touchdowns. Like that's uh, that's an easier number to get to. I feel like I agree. And especially if we're like, do you think, Again, hot take with these touchdown milestone numbers. Josh throws 40, Diggs gets 10, Davis gets 10. Knox, does he hit 10 this year? Coming off of nine from last year? Maybe having him and OJ Howard on the field at the same time gives him a better matchup and OJ Howard a better matchup. Two big men out there. And Gabe Davis, if that's what they're going to go with, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, Cooks, Knox, Howard. Yeah. And I mean, how many... We got to look at the touchdown. I mean, how many touchdowns did Isaiah McKenzie have last year? I feel like he had just at least one, one receiving, one one receiving, one rushing. Okay, was it the year prior? He had three touchdowns in the Miami game. He had five yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, three okay. of them. Three of them. That that was, that was the game that yeah. the starters were yeah. sitting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was getting that confused. But uh, he he had a rushing touchdown. I remember in the Jets game, and then he had the New England game where he caught a teeter. Yeah. Right. Which some of those actually might be if they're doing the little jet sweep toss forward, that might be a receiving touchdown. It is. Um, even if he's not handing it off. But anyway, sorry, I'm not trying to get off topic. What do we no, got? Like, got one more. Singletary? Devin Singletary. Last year, I'll give you his stats for last year. 800. No. Oh, I'm very sorry about that. 
Yeah, 870 yards, Brandon. You knew it. 870 yards, seven touchdowns, 17 games played, 188 carries. This year, they're looking at 10 and a half touchdowns over and under with 750 yards. So I might, I, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever bet an under on a Bills player. I would just stay away from it. But I think I, I wouldn't bet on any long-term Singletary stuff until we see how stuff shakes out because, you know, no one's assuming that by the end of the year, James Cook is RB1 and is getting all the touches. But that's always possible, you know, and even if, or maybe, you know, a bigger chance than that is that they're doing like 50-50 snap count. So Singletary... I don't think it'll be 50-50. Yeah, Singletary at the end of last season kind of became the de facto running back one, which was the first time that somebody started getting a majority of the carries, like a single back. And he scored a lot of touchdowns. I mean, like five straight games at the end of last season to get to that number. So I, I don't know if I love the over on there just because he was playing a ton. You know, he, he had a pretty high snap count last year that could regress this year. So even if he plays well, I, I think he's probably going to have less snaps than he did last year. And but. with the way they're going to use Cook, Cook might have uh, a really hot start to the season, right? No film on him coming, how we're going to use him. Same thing with the Jets and Brees Hall, right? They talked about this a little bit today on GR. Um, why rookies start so hot sometimes because nobody knows what, the team is going to do with them. So you might see cook come out on fire and then Singletary take over again at the end. If he hits that rookie wall, do you remember the dude in Kansas city? What's his name? Clyde For, Edwards. Alaire. Yeah. He started Pat, really Pat hot Mahomes. the last couple of years and then he kind of faded off. <laughs> I don't know, but Singletary, I would hit say the under on both because I think Cook is going to be that good. And by the time they get any goal line carries, like he's not going to be the one putting it in. I don't think Singletary is. So that's fine. So it's just going to be Josh. Yeah. It'll be Josh. Yeah. Or he throws yeah. it. Maybe some Reggie Gilliam action. That's a mm-hmm. good question. I mean, like, but the, the, the Bills have never been a team, at least in these past few years, that lines up an eye formation and, and hands it off. You know, it's either quarterback sneak or they're going bootleg pretty much Ooh. all the time. So I'm going to be excited to see some double tight though, just because of all the years we had to watch the Patriots just ram it down our throats. I think that that'll be quite <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> have that double tight. But yeah. Like well, I'm like excited it. for it. Yeah. Too bad. We can't have Kyle Williams. Oh, sorry. True. True. Through. Yeah. Best full back of all time. All right. So we have a couple more things left. We're going to get a break in really quick, but we're going to have a fun end of the show today. We've got some trivia with Brandon and we got some quotes with Pat. So stick around. We're going to have some fun on the other side. to go first you want to do trivia first yeah ending with the quotes is funny yeah. right yeah right. end with a smile but speaking of kyle williams from 1990 to 2018 the bills drafted eight players with the last name of williams including kyle give me seven of them give me the other so seven you have antoine williams 
A N T O I N E. Not on here. Not on here. Well, Mike Williams. No, that's Antoine Winfield. You're thinking of Antoine Winfield. Maybe I'm thinking of Antoine Smith. He's a running back. Okay. Mike Williams, you got it. Mike Williams. There's um, the Duke Williams, the defensive back. Yep. Aaron Aaron Williams, Williams, who broke his spine. Um, Jarvis Landry. You bitch. Yeah, Yeah, dude, for real. Um, Oh, goodness. Let's see. From 1990. It's 2018. So we have Kyle, Aaron, Duke. You got Mike. Yeah. Tackle Mike. You're missing two more kind of easy ones, and the other two are old, so I don't know those two. But Let's see here. Preston Williams? No. Nope. You're going to kick <sighs> yourself for not getting this. Oh, well, isn't it? Oh, it's uh, it's not Pat Williams, is it? Nope. Wait, what was his name? I thought it was. Kevin Williams and Pat Williams? Hold on. They might not have drafted him. He was an undrafted free agent in 1997. Three-time Pro Bowl selection. Wow, that's cool. He played in just one game his rookie season during the 98 to 2000 seasons. He did not start until 2001. His first career interception, which was returned 20 yards for a touchdown, picked off Miami Dolphins quarterback A.J. Feely in December of 2004, breaking open a three-point game with one and a half minutes to play. Yeah, left after the 04 season. But... He was not drafted. So the other two on this list that I think you should know, uh, one of them uh, likes cuisine and the other one has a name which we should be familiar with because of the show and your names. And you already said Pat Williams. (laughs) Oh, John Williams. Williams? No. (laughs) Is it John Williams? Yeah. Jonathan Williams. What? I I don't know who that is actually. I uh, never. Never heard of his works. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh Buffalo Bills running back, played his college football at Arkansas, drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the fifth round of the twenty sixteen NFL draft. He played for the Lions last year and uh the Commanders this year. Okay. Is there another Williams running back? Yeah, Antonio Williams. Yeah, Antonio Williams, but he's not drafted, I don't think. The most famous one, probably. Of all the Williamses? The running backs. Not that long ago. Oh, Carlos Williams, duh. Carlos, the McDonald's man with the pregnant wife. Yes. All right. The other two, I don't think you would know, but uh, do you want me to give them to you? Sure. Uh, James J.D. Williams and Jimmy Williams. So... James J.D. Williams uh, was a defensive back drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the first round of 1990 draft, played six seasons. Um, He is currently a cornerbacks coach for the 49ers. And Jimmy Williams was uh, just recently passed away two days ago. Oh, oh my God. Really? Yeah. Two days ago. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. He played his college football Vanderbilt. Yeah. Drafted in the sixth round of 2001. Um, What position did he play? uh, Defensive back. Uh, Yeah, he played for the uh, Seahawks in 06. Um, So he played in the Super Bowl? He was sick. He had an illness. Um, He passed away in his hometown of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was an assistant football coach and a teacher. Um, so that's very sad. 
but you know, pray for his wife and the whole family. This is an article from Bills Central by Mike Fisher, July 9th, 2022. Well, that's a dud to the end of the trivia. That's yeah. sad. So, Pat, right, Pat we're talking about we need- happy quotes. <laughs> Pat, we need, we need some good stuff. All right. No pressure. I got some gas here. Um, this one right here is one of my, I heard it on the Boston with the boys podcast and I had to write it down because I was like, yo, this is like hilarious. We went down to Key West on the Island. They have an authentic costume store that specializes in pirate outfits. So the five of us offensive linemen spent 2,500 bucks on pirate outfits. Offensive linemen. Who could you see past 10 years for the Buffalo bills? This is a Buffalo bills player. Yes. Dressing up in a pirate outfit. Andy Levitri. <laughs> Definitely like Richie Incognito, I feel well, like. Well, Richie Incognito is one of the people that um, was in this group of pirate dressers, but not the person who said the quote. Okay. Cordy Glenn. No, not Cordy. Cordy probably just took all his money and then just started eating and never worked out again. And then, you know, but, um, <laughs> who's that right? Uh, let Joe here. Burrow get absolutely mauled. But, um, anyways, who else? Eric Wood. Eric Wood. Yes. Really? Nice. Yes. Wow. Which I think I feel is, like that was an, a no brainer, but we danced around that for a minute. I know. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool though. It's like a great story. And he said that like, they were all dressed up in pirate outfits and they went like through Key West and were like bar hopping. And Richie um, was very much under the influence and he would go and like, when people would be sitting at the bar, he had like a pirate sword and he would just sweep all the drinks off the bar and just like have them all crash on the floor. And then Eric would have to go up to every person and be like, yo, let me buy you a drink, a complimentary drink. Like right now. I'm so sorry. My friend did that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh man. Even in Key West, Richie Incognito, a huge liability. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So this one says it's a headache chasing a guy around. I'd rather play against a quarterback that just sits still. JJ Watt close tj watt not that close um <laughs> is, this, is this a von miller quote no no okay so why was jj watt close? michael strahan oh jadavian clowney it's close it's not michael um <laughs> it's not it's not jadavian either um is he in the nfl today yes oh uh khalil mack close melvin ingram He's a player that went to the University of Pittsburgh and completely revolutionized his position on the defensive side of the ball. Drafted by Jeff Fisher. Aaron Donald? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Good nice. clues. Good clues. Um, Jeff right. Fisher. Jeff Fisher. What a guy. Honestly, though, Jeff Fisher gets a bad rep, but like... No, he's so bad. Jeff dude, Fisher's Jeff Fisher a terrible was, coach. Dude, if Mr. Mike Smith 7 and 9. Dude, if Mike Smith doesn't make the tackle of tackles, Jeff Fisher is a Super Bowl champion and everyone forgets that Kurt Warner ever existed. But I digress. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. Andre Dyson was like literally like three quarters so of a yard away from... Yeah. 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 So yeah. this one is... Um, I'll, oh, God. I'm laughing just reading it. You see, that's a run-pass option, which means the offense has the option to run or pass it. <laughs> Rex Ryan. Bo- Booger McFarland. I have Booger McF*** as the person. 
written out, but yes, it is Booger McFarlane. Oh, um, I had I heard a quote <laughs> from Booger today, Pat. I thought you would laugh when they're talking about Calvin Benjamin, and he's like, Calvin Benjamin's uh, running his route here. He's 6'4", 240, and he's one Popeye's biscuit away yeah, from being a tight end. Tight end. Yeah, that's legendary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that would have been a softball quote. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can just that's see him too. Hey, back back to you in the studio, Joe. Uh, that's a that's a run pass option, which means the <laughs> offense has the option to run and pass it. <laughs> uh, did you, do you guys remember the meme trend that went along with that too, where people would just put uh, like super obvious stuff, and it was like that one picture of Booger. You remember where they had that little big stand that they'd roll him up and down the field on, like the little line thing. Terrible. Yeah, it, it was, was like terrible. One of those, it was one of those Admar Z lifts that you would see at a construction site. Yeah. Oh, right, right. And they just put some like stuff on it, you know, like people are throwing stuff at it. It's bad. Dude, if you ever there came to be... Buffalo and I had something to throw at him, I would throw it at him. Yeah. Out of love. <laughs> but out of there love. should be class action lawsuits for every fan that bought tickets to a game that had their view blocked. By Booger McFarlane. <laughs> if you paid tickets to an NFL game and Booger McFarlane blocked your view, now is your chance to get a settlement from the NFL. Like they should do yes. something. If you or a loved one has been affected by Booger McFarlane, call one eight hundred phone number. Phone number. Oh man, you can find that on the number pad on your phone. That's what Booger said. It's Phones make a, calls. It's called a telephone because yeah. you can call people. Oh, Poor Booger, God. he didn't do anything to deserve no, this. And no, I he's feel just like bad at his job. He's probably a good <laughs> dude, but like, and the other thing I don't like him in because Chris Berman does such a good job with NFL. Yeah, he Prime hates time. on the Bills all the time though, too. Booger does, but if I recall, I think Booger is actually a Super Bowl champion, though. Yeah, he's a two-time Super Bowl champ. So Booger, Whoa. gosh darn it, Booger, if you want to be bad at your job, that's okay. <laughs> funny two-time super bowl champ two more super bowls than i'll ever have so never say never true all right well that's gonna do it for this one you guys know where to find us on twitter at not buff podcast if you guys have any interest in joining our fantasy football league just uh hit us up on twitter or something like that we will probably put something together very last minute and uh if brandon is the commissioner then that will like it'll be likely a wednesday night draft before thursday night football right right we have we have seven slots available still Seven? Okay. Yes. Seven, Seven slots. slots. Yeah. All right. Sounds good, boys. Yes. Ready. Adios, right. amigos. Go Bills. Adios, Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.